What's up, End Times Church? Welcome to the Rumble Reverend Podcast. This is your host, your brother Nico Diaz. Uh, today, I wanted to speak uh, on a teaching that I believe is for this time. And um, it's a teaching that I wanted to do for a long time. And um, it just seems like every time that I've tried to do this teaching that, you know, I get interrupted or get stopped. And I, so now I just want to take the opportunity to, to mention this and, and talk about it and, and bring it to light. I may have to do this uh, podcast in, in two parts uh, because it's a very big teaching and there's a lot to talk about, a lot to unfold. Um, a disclaimer, I don't claim to be um, all-knowing about the end-time scenario. I don't claim to know all things Bible. I don't claim to be a theologian. I don't claim to be anything other than a born-again Christian with the Holy Spirit. And all that I want to do is just share what I've learned with others, sharing wisdom. And I invite others who may have wisdom on what I'm going to talk about to contact me. You know, I'd love to learn more. I'd love to understand more and, um, and, and talk. I'd love that. And if you want to come on the podcast and talk about this, that'd be great too. I'd love to have some dialogue with somebody. So the message today is who are the Nicolaitans in the Bible? They first appear uh, or they appear in the Rev- in the book of Revelation, chapter two, and they are mentioned in verses six and fifteen. Now, this um, this prophecy or this letter was written to the church at Ephesus, and um, Jesus wasn't very happy with this church. And um, so he had some things to say, but in verse six, he mentions, but this, I, but this you have that you hate the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. So actually he was, um, it looks like the Lord was actually complimenting them that they didn't, that they had for that. that one thing, one good thing that you have for you is that you have not accepted this teaching or you don't teach this teaching. But then you go to verse 15 and it says, Thus you also, I got to turn the page, have those who hold the doctrine of the Nicolaitans, which thing I hate. And it says, Repent or else I will come to you quickly and will fight against them with the sword of my mouth. So, who are these Nicolaitans and who are they now in our modern church? So, the Nicolaitans were followers of a false teacher called Nicholas. And Nicholas has the trappings of, a, of sainthood because he was made out to be Saint Nicholas, and I'm sure we've all heard who he is. Uh, but this, but his teachings were heretical, and and they still prevail and conquer Christians to this day. And 
and you know even the name Nikolai means to conquer people one of the seven churches hates the practices of the Nicolaitans and one of the churches follows the practice of, of the Nicolaitans so what is this what is this practice of this uh, old cult this of this heretical cult was that they celebrated different holy days, pagan holy days, rather than the holy days of God. And also, they taught that you didn't have to be so radical and so, um, I guess, a hardline, radical, on-fire Christian that, you know, you could go worship God and pray and uh, and, and then go to other uh, temples and pray to other gods, thus combining paganism with biblical Christianity and the Lord says that he hates that and so there's these holy days are being or holidays you know are being celebrated instead and these holy days that they're talking about usually fall on like solstice like for example winter solstice falls on December 25th Lo and behold, they made Jesus' birthday that day. But it that's just the fluff. That's what most of the masses believe. But once you start digging deeper as to the how and why they celebrate December 25th and how that became Jesus' birthday, you start to see that it has pagan roots. So um, one thing I want to point out is the three-part boast of uh, the uh, fallen angel Lucifer uh, that's found in Isaiah chapter 14. And you want to go to verses 12 and 13. The word says, How you have, how you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. How you are cut down to the ground, you who weaken the nations. For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God, I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the farthest sides of the north. So the first part that he, Lucifer's three part boast is that he would ascend into heaven and that he would exalt his throne above the stars of God and that he would also sit upon the mountain of the congregation in the sides of the north. Now, um, the Mount of the Congregation is uh, an, a, an appointment, a fixed time or a season, specifically a festival and a piece. Um, also, I, in, in my notes, I wrote down here the Strong's number, H4150, uh, Moet, that's the, the word. And the Mount of Congregation equals feasts equals Moed. To congregate on the Temple Mount, the Mount of our Congregation. So, it's kind of odd, isn't it? I mean, right now, there is no temple that sits on the Mount yet. Well, at least not a temple of God. There is a temple of Allah, which, um, I don't know. It's this kind of, that kind of fits that. I'm not saying it does, but it does, uh, by coincidence, kind of fit that description. Uh, 
One note I want to remind you is that this kind of reminds me of the Antichrist sitting in God's temple, the abomination that makes desolation, uh, which is in Daniel. So it just reminds me, this could be a type or a foreshadow of it. So Lucifer's two-pronged strategy is one, to dispose of God of Yahweh's Leviticus 23 holy days that God himself calls my feasts. And two, to superimpose counterfeit holy days instead. The modern church has incorporated pagan holidays and honor them to be holy. For example, Christmas and Easter. Nicholas, the saint, uh, the, the also the one that the Nicolaitans are called after, is celebrated as a god. I mean, look around during Christmas time. Saint Nicholas is deified. He's Santa Claus. Uh, he's able to see all humanity. He's generous and he gives gifts. He's the source of merriment. And he's the god of consumerism. Memon. In short, he's an idol. Kids are taught songs and told stories. And parents lied to their kids about the existence of this thing, of this idol. And it's wrong if you're silent too. If you don't say anything to your kids about these false holidays, you're just as wrong. You should let them know. You know, um, I know in my home, we don't celebrate Christmas. And, you know, it, it took some time. And it was even hard for me to be like, hey, we're not doing this anymore. You know, my kids were still pretty small, you know. And, you know, and I remember talking with my wife. And she's like, you know, we should still celebrate it, you know, for the kids. And, but I was like, no, we can't. And I explained why. And now, you know, um, we do something different. That's not Christmas. It's just, I, you know, I just take the example of the Lord. You know, God gives us gifts every day. I can give my kids a gift any day. I, and I don't have to wrap it up either. I can just give it to them. Here you go. You don't need a surprise. I don't have to wait. You don't have to wait for a special day. You don't have to, you don't have to uncover it. Here, it's uncovered. Here, take it. Like, I mean, just watching you enjoy it and be happy, that makes me happy. So, God being a perfect father, why not? How could he? Why wouldn't he not do the same? Anyway. So, the church is silent while this message, the message of Christ is being superimposed by imposter, by an imposter, as well as... His, these false feasts and these the, I want to give a list of false feasts that are celebrated in the modern church and you know what I need to repent as well because I um, but some of these um, sell, these holidays that I'm going to list out look into the date and the significance of the date and you'll see that there's some kind of occult or pagan significant to the date of these holidays Christmas, Halloween, the Super Bowl. Because I mean, if I don't know if you've noticed, uh, if you watch the Super Bowl the last I don't know 
five to ten years, it's a, it's practically like a satanic um, conjuring that we're watching. There, there, that they're, there's nothing holy or entertaining about that. I don't even watch the Super Bowl anymore. Easter, New Year's Day, even Thanksgiving. I, I mean, me, recently, me and my wife decided not to celebrate Thanksgiving because my wife's indigenous and I'm part indigenous too. And I'm like, why am I celebrating this? Like, we know that the true story isn't that, oh, the, the, the pilgrims and the Indians got along and all that. Like, no, it wasn't that. And we know what it, what, what the outcome was. And uh, I can thank God for food, for house, for health, for everything. Every single day, I don't have to wait till November to thank God. I thank God when I wake up, I thank God when I eat, I thank God all day long, from the rising of the sun to the setting of the sun, the name of the Lord is to be praised, uh, Black Friday, I mean, just the name Black Friday, I was like, why do they call it Black Friday, it sounds such a, uh, like such a, um, gothic name, but I mean, think about it, it's right after Thanksgiving, so you're giving thanks, and then your people are killing each other for TVs and video games and such. Cyber Monday is another one. Fourth of July. St. Patrick's Day. I mean, the story of St. Patrick, they turn it into something. Uh, also, I wouldn't even, I would even throw in the list, maybe even Cinco de Mayo. Did you know that even in Mexico, they really don't celebrate it that much? That it's much more of a holiday in the United States and all it is is another holiday to just as it be an excuse to get drunk and eat tacos and be quote unquote Mexican for a day. That's how some people avoid their guilt. You know, they celebrate somebody else's culture. And um, I don't know. I also put on here in my notes uh, yoga and essential oils. And that's something that's crept into the church, uh, the the yoga, uh, and there's nothing holy about that. If you're doing yoga, stop it. I understand, you know, the stretches and that. Well, then do something that does not deal with yoga and the essential oils, uh, the same thing. And I know that that's heavy in the church too, but if you're doing that, you should stop. So I'm going to end this part of this recording here. This will be part one of Who are the Nicolaitans? I'm going to go into much more detail in part two and you know explain a bit more who these people are, uh, where they were located, um, how, how the Lord feel about, about all of this, and then just... I'm, we're just going to go deeper and deeper into this because this, this, I believe that this is something that needs to be taught, that this message needs to be sent out, uh, that people need to hear it. And I mean, ask the Lord, test the spirit. And you're, I believe that if you ask the Lord and you test the spirit, you will see that this is something that's urgent and that perhaps maybe is happening in your church or in a church you know of, uh, or you know brothers and sisters in Christ who belong to churches that are like this, um, or you've, you know, I, I myself have been in churches like this. I myself was um, involved at this at one point in time in my walk, and I'm trying to turn from it, and I want to turn away from the things that um, anger and revolt 
my God. And I hope that people listening would also have the same mind that that they don't want to do anything that would offend their God in any way. And we and, and if you've ever read the Old Testament, come on, there's a theme every single time that the God's people would begin to worship other idols and do things that that were not pleasing to him that were were wrong according to his law the lord had to punish them the lord had to judge them and i believe that this is a warning and you know and maybe the enemy had been trying to stop me from preaching this message because you know this is this is this this Nicolaitism, if you want to call that, is deeply, deeply rooted and it needs to come out in Jesus' name. And I'm going to be here to expose it because the Bible says to expose the evil works of darkness. And I believe that this is an evil work and it's crept in and people are asleep and there's and the shepherds aren't, are asleep too. They need to wake up and see that this has crept into the church and that it needs to stop. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this message. Thank you. I just pray that you open our eyes, uh, sound the alarm and people, Lord. Show them. I pray that if they pray and they ask you, God, to test the Spirit, to see if this is true or not, then show it to them. Because, Lord, you said that when we ask for wisdom, that you give it, and you give it, you don't give it to us with reproach. You want us to know. So, God, even though I, I've already kind of studied this a bit, I want to know more about it. And I pray that if there's anyone out there that, that would know more about it or want to share something, or let, let's do that, Lord. Lord, I just pray that you get all the honor, all the glory, and all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen.